And we're back with a very special caveman's corner. Today I have with me Dr. Kroll, and we're going to talk about corporate caveman prizes, Dr. Kroll's new, um, what would you say? Venture. Expansion. Venture. I don't know, man. You put a lot of time and sweat. It's a lot more than a venture. Well, expansion, let's say. Yeah, expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen Dr. Kroll do as much handy type work as I've seen him do. He's sanding, painting, molding. I don't know what else he did, but you had a mask on. You look scary in your pictures. I was, I was doing my Bane impression for a little while. Yeah. So put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into what we got going on. So That's what you have to do. I mean, business is about discipline. If you're yeah. not willing to put in the work, then you're out. Well, you're the main guy, so why don't you talk about what you started for us? Yeah, this is uh, this is my third time on a podcast. Four if you count the phone call. Well, is it is it four with the phone call or three with the phone call? I think it's four with the phone call. Man, I'm a regular here. Yeah, you're a regular for sure. I might almost be beating Ray because Ray doesn't show up sometimes. You're probably ahead of Ray. <laughs> I'm probably ahead of Ray. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my business is performance rehabilitation training, and it's on 3571 Niagara Falls Boulevard in North Tonawanda. It's- Metal book. Meadow Meadowbrook Plaza. I gotta learn how to say that. Yes, Meadowbrook Square <laughs> Plaza, Suite Number Nine. So it's right between JCDA, which is the Dance Academy, and Catholic Health. So I started my business several years ago outside of my house, running right out of my house, both the fitness side of things and the physical therapy side of things. And eventually, I just couldn't grow anymore. You know, I just kind of I always equated to running business with the parking brake on. You can't advertise, you can't grow, because you can't just have anybody come over, and you can't have eight cars in your driveway for classes. So that place opened up when Balance Yoga of Western New York went out of business, and I said, let's do it. it. took about a month of deliberation and thought about it, and I eventually figured what's the worst that could happen. Either I throw up all for myself and I'm out of business in eight months, just go get a job at a hospital. It's not the end of the world. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. No, we don't want that to happen. So, yeah, um, I'm... Just doing a soft opening right now, taking my existing business and working right out of the place right now. And on May 18th at 9 a.m., I'm going to have my grand opening where I'm going to run a group, a small group of mini classes per se. So the basic idea behind the place is I have physical therapy. I also have private fitness training, but mostly I have classes to offer. And that's where everybody is going to want to come in. So it's a monthly membership where you get unlimited classes. It'll be $85 a month normally, but during the grand opening, I'm going to do 75 for the three months of the summer. So if you buy the three summer months, uh, rest of May, June, July, and August, 75 a month for the grand opening. And I'm going to have all sorts of different classes like yoga, bar, suspension, which is like TRX, but it's not TRX. It's the suspension rope training. I'm going to battling ropes in there, body weight classes kettlebell classes so there's gonna be all sorts of different things in there on top of your stuff coming in there as well on the weekends which is gonna be awesome so yeah the physical therapy side of things is just always one-on-one physical therapy all cash-based stuff treat the body as a whole i try to see people far less often in fact i had a patient come in and her referral from the physician said two to three times a week for six weeks and she was post-surgical and i told her well (laughs) There's nothing I can do with you hands-on for the first couple of weeks anyway. So if you just do what you're supposed to be doing at home where you should be doing it, I don't need to see you for two weeks. I said, now you can call me up and I'll babysit you next week if you want, but there's no reason for it. She goes, okay, cool. Two weeks later, I saw her. If she had gone to another clinic, that would have been six times at whatever her copay was or eating it on the back end with her deductible. So yeah, I don't run my business like that. 
Um, just listening to you talk a little bit, I was thinking in my head if I was a consumer, what I'd be thinking. And the question I have for you is, what times are you going to be offering classes and what classes at what times? So I haven't got the full schedule laid out yet. I'll have those at the grand opening and I'll be putting them online on our Facebook page at Perform Rehab. You're, actually, is it Perform Rehab or Perform Training? You should probably learn that, huh? You should have learned that before <laughs> you came here. But it's the uh, if you search for Performance Rehabilitation Training on Facebook, you'll find it. It'll pop right up. So I'll put my class schedule up there. I'm going to offer classes traditionally like most gyms do. Morning and evening, usually from 8 to noon is when the classes are, and then usually from 4 to 7 is when classes are in most gyms. Be the same type of time. So yoga, bar, suspension, body weight, kettlebell, and silver sneakers is coming too. Silver sneakers will take the late morning, 10, 11, 12 o'clock type times, which is normal for those classes. And yeah, those classes are going to cycle throughout the week. Um, No Friday night classes. I'll have Saturday morning classes because Friday night classes are usually dead. Awesome. You should uh, talk to my mom about Silver Sneakers. Okay. She's been doing that lately. I'll talk to her, too. I'm going to go see her on Mother's Day, so I'll, I'll talk to her. Tell her to come to your place. Yeah, they, they reached, Silver Sneakers just reached out to me about all the other stuff, the administrative side of things, so it's going well. Awesome. Is it a lot of work? Not really. It's, uh, how do I say it's about sounding conceited? The, the training for it is far below my level of education, <laughs> and so it was very simple for me to go through. I got you. And I've been doing this for a long time it'd be, it'd be like you taking some quick how to teach jujitsu seminar awesome you know, well below your level run by a blue belt <laughs> there you go <laughs> run by me yeah. run by a little white belt terrible um man i'm really not even sure where i want to go but i'm going to talk about you for a little bit okay uh we started training together a long time when i was saying twirling staff when we were like 12 or 13 or something like that so about and, 14 years old yeah and i yep. f- oh, man my memory is bad well, oh I, I wasn't God. taking martial arts at 12. I was taking yeah. it at 14. All right. So I was watching you twirl the staff, and I was like, oh, my God. Dude, you're like a master. <laughs> so I wanted to learn that. We started training karate for a long time. And then we all the way through school, we always said we're going to open a place together, and we're going to travel around and do If you undo that knob, it'll slide around on the bottom, too, oh, so you can it move it. It's going to fall. <laughs> don't, don't drop my mic. It's, that's all I have left in my, this world. You after. know what? This is, I'll turn my body. <laughs> you can move the chair over. Yeah, I'll, I'll fall. Anyways, uh, I was watching Twirl the Staff, and we trained karate for a long time. We always talked about opening a place together. Man, I think I even wrote about it in my yearbook. Um, I'm pretty sure Maybe. we both did in our senior quotes, too. Um, and then we kind of parted ways a little bit. I continued to train. You kind of did your thing. You got all educated and stuff and <laughs> got smart and got master's and became a doctor. And I just learned how to punch people in the face. So I guess you did better than me. And we kind of reunited once I turned pro and I was really looking for a trainer because Eric Herbert told me I had to get bigger and stronger and tougher. And I started using you at Bally's and we reconnected and we've been together ever since. And you got your physical therapy license after that. Mm-hmm. And then you started treating me as a patient and you've been following me around. And I'm in, you know, 41, almost 42. And I feel stronger and healthier than I've been ever in my entire life. And you follow me in the cage, so I couldn't highly recommend anyone more than I could recommend you. Well, it's it's kind of my specialty where I fill in a gap that is largely ignored by most of the fitness community because they just many of them don't have the training for it. A lot of the fitness people, if, if you were to go to a normal fitness or strength coach or conditioning coach, a lot of it would be about capacity. How fast can you go? How much can you lift? How many can you do? I took you a step below that and said, that's all based on how you move. So let's make you move better, and these other things will unlock naturally. 
So will you get faster, stronger, and bigger doing the other stuff? Sure, absolutely. But let's break you down to movement and let's unlock the door. And that, honestly, it'll open up on its own. So one of the things I always told you was let's delete things, which is kind of the opposite of what you expected. Yeah, you know, for instead sure. Instead of let's do more reps of this or hit this muscle group from three different directions, it's let's unlock it, do one or two things because you got so much to do. Not just on the training side, but the rest of your life. You know, you're, you have a full-time job and you do everything else under the sun. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you have to be able to have that time. You know, honestly, I'd rather you spend more time training your skill and just the amount of time you need, the right amount of time, doing your conditioning and strength. Right. I would definitely kill myself way too much mm-hmm. before I start working out with you. And you still probably would think I work out too much. It all depends. I mean, the right dosage. I mean, if, if your body can handle it, great. If not, then, you know, then you're dosing it too high. For sure. So you're going to be running physical therapy out there. Are you going to give any kind of, like, group discounts for someone that signs up for everything? Well, I don't really do a discount on the physical therapy side of things because I consider that medical. Right. I don't like to do any type of discount or kickback or anything on the medical side of things because I don't ever want the money to be a factor in how I treat or whether people decide to go get a treatment or not. So if people simply say, well, I can't afford it, I have great insurance, no copay, no deductible, I'll tell them, yeah, here, go to these one or two places. But you know, I don't ever want to be like, well, I'd, I'd do it if it wasn't if it was $10 cheaper. Right. I don't want that to be, ever be a factor. The, fact, the factor should be your health. Man, you got a lot to learn about being a businessman. You got to leave those morals at the door and take that cha-ching. <laughs> no, because that hurts you long term. It, yeah. it sets you on one path, which is okay, but then you're stuck on that path. Right. So I'd rather be over here doing my thing. And look, there, there's an ocean of money out there. We don't need to fight over it. I like that. <laughs> I like, the, I like the fact that you're so rigid in your beliefs, too. And that's one of the reasons why I would like to be in business with you because you're an example for people to follow, I think, in the medical community. And I love what you've done not taking insurance and being on your own, cash-based. Yeah, and, and I don't have a problem with insurance. It's just when I started my business, I defined it off of a few principles. And I said, okay, here's what I want to do. And the thing I, I talked to some of my classmates who are now getting into opening their own business or their side projects. And I'll tell them the same thing. You don't have to tell anybody else this, but what is most important to you? If you want to be Scrooge McDuck and sit on a pile of money and swim in gold, then make that your number one goal and chase that. If you want to be, you know, make a business to sell in 10 years and retire at 50, then go do that. If you want to do patient care, which is what I want to do, it's my focus, then focus your business on that. And that's what I did. So do I have a problem with insurance? No, no problem at all. But it gets in the way of the way I want to treat. So right now I don't take it. If it gets, if it's out of the way and lets me treat the way I want to, then I'll take it. I have no problem with it. The, the actual problem with the insurance is that you need to see more than one patient at a time to be able to make it worth it financially, correct? Well, I don't agree with that because that, that's one of the things that my colleagues will say. They'll whine like, oh, you know, it's the insurance company's fault. And I'm like, you know they're only going to give you $45 for a three-unit reimbursement. Why did you rent 15,000 square feet of business? That's your fault. You knew what the money was coming in. You sized your business inappropriately. Now, I look at the insurance not just from, well, they don't reimburse enough. It's they make you do unnecessary paperwork. They're going to deny you if you treat the body as a whole. So if someone comes in for their elbow or shoulder and you start working on their hip because that's the real problem, they're going to deny your payment. And I don't ever want that hanging over my head because then that changes the way I treat. So it has nothing to do with, 
You have to see more patients at a time. If you size your business appropriately, you shouldn't. But it gets in the way of everything else. So it still does get in the way of patient care if you can't treat with the... Right. What is the real cause of the problem? Even though, you know, like... Right. Maybe I, my elbow hurts because my when I throw, I don't twist my hips. So it's all elbow instead of, like, my full body motion. Yeah, you're gonna and the problem that. is my hips locked up. So then you can't fix it. Right. And, again, when, when the medical diagnosis says something at the elbow... That's where the insurance company says, okay, maybe you can treat a joint above or below it, but you can't, like, you can't treat the hip. They're going to deny you every time. Right. The one thing I do like is having my doctor teach classes. He's going to be like, you probably shouldn't do that. Well, and, and that's one of the things that I always tell people is, you know, and I pitch this to other PT clinics and physicians and everything else is that you have a gym here that's going to be not just overseen and started by, but run by a medical professional. So... Look, this, to be honest with you, no medical professional knows exercise better than a physical therapist. None. Nobody's even close. You know, we don't know pharmaceuticals the way a physician does. Physicians don't know rehab and exercise the way we do. They just don't. So we are the foremost experts. We should be the ones leading this type of area. So when you send someone out of physical therapy at discharge, you can send them to me knowing that they're going to be doing exercise the right way, a safe way, well-dosed versus just bro science and meathead stuff don't be knocking over on what i'm gonna be doing on sundays too much <laughs> <laughs> that's a skill activity it'll be fine as long as you're not throwing people through my walls that i fixed uh, well if i do i'll have them fix it i'll just <laughs> paint right over so, them so they, they <laughs> get thrown through it and they have to fix it that's a bad deal <laughs> well you know <laughs> don't don't run people away yet um I lost my train of thought thinking about throwing something through the wall. I should have wrote something down. You're right. But I was thinking, what is the main focus of of your training then? Um, I had a a great question, but I listened to you and I lost it like a good interviewer should. (laughs) But uh, the line of thought was, is is it going to be great for getting in shape or is it going to be better for keeping your whole body in in line and focused and balanced? Because you talk about imbalances in the body all the time when I – work with you mm-hmm. is it going to be geared more towards that or is it going to be geared to getting in shape or are these benefits that are going to all come together they all come together and really it's i always talk about fitness as getting off the getting off the elevator to the right floor so if you really want to get in shape and look great but you have all these movement deficiencies at the bottom then that's where we need to start it may not be the hardest work but it's going to unlock the ability to do that harder work if your goal is to be in great shape and you already move well, then that's what we're going to do. So it really is goal specific. If it's cookie cutter and say, okay, here's my program and this is what everybody does. Well, you're trying to stuff everybody in the same box and that just doesn't work. So you're going to be able to really get a lot of individual attention in your classes then. Yeah. As long as the classes stay small and actually with the space, it's not going to be able to be one of those 200 people classes like you see all the time. So you're not going to be able to hide. So if you're someone who's a hider, you go to BAC or something and you hide in the back of the class, it's not going to work. I'm not going to call you out and ridicule you in front of the class, but I'm not going to let you squat repeatedly with horrible form. I'm not going to let you do lunges with horrible form over and over and over again like you can in those classes. That's really good. I've taken some of those classes and I was really turned off by a lot of stuff and yoga too. And then uh, I did yoga with you and I found out it's no joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got... Things they don't do well, and that's an old personal training parlor trick, actually, is talking to people and finding out what they don't do well, having them do it, and showing them they're, quote, not in shape, and then you sell them training. 
It's <laughs> a terrible parlor trick. Why you shouldn't have said that before if you're gonna try it on anyone. Yeah, no need to. Do the product the right way and it'll sell itself eventually. Sounds like you really believe in uh just uh I was gonna say product, but it's not really a product, it's more like life work. Yeah, and you know the way I look at it is if you look at most of my clientele, they're very similar. I, I don't have anyone who needs a cheerleader. You know, I'm not the type of person who's going to work with you. Yeah, good job. You're doing so great because that is not me. This is not who I am. I'm very information-based, fact-based. I'm dry. I'm not interesting. I'm boring. But I get my point across, and the people who work with me, they love it because I have a purpose behind what I'm doing. I can always tell my people, Ask me why, and I will tell you. It's not just, well, because this is going to make you sweat. I mean, going and digging a ditch in my backyard will make you sweat, too. But, you know, nobody's paying for that. So well, someone's it. paying for it because you got a pool. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't cheap. <laughs> no, but he was an ex- excavator. They were, they were smart. Work smart, not hard. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, about the gym? I don't know if I hit everything that you were thinking about hitting. Well, the big thing is, is the classes. So the classes, the way the structure is going to lay out is you can come in and you can always work with me one-on-one. That's fine. And we can always work an arrangement out for that. That'll be also a service as well. You can also work with me with, for physical therapy, bleeding right back into classes. But the class structure is going to break out where it's an unlimited monthly fee where you can, well, not an unlimited monthly fee, an unlimited monthly <laughs> access. As much yeah. money as you want to yeah, give me. Yeah, we'll take it. That's, that's, that's bad wording. Unlimited <laughs> monthly access. So you can take as many classes as you want for the entire calendar month. For $85 normally, but during the grand opening, it'll be $75. You can get a three-class pass, a 10-class pass. Um, there's discounts for signing up for six months with auto pay. So these will all be on the website once we get that up and rolling. That sounds great. It sounds very exciting. Well, I'm excited for it, and I think it's a good service. And there's a couple other places that do something pretty similar to what I'm doing, but you know, we need it. We really need a lot more of these places out here, just like we need more jujitsu places out there. For sure. I've already got some messages about that. Before I let you steal my segue, I do. That was want, a great segue. It I was that right up for you. It was too good. I can't. This <laughs> show is not that good. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> so I just want to go back and let people know how much work you've done in this place. So it originally was a yoga studio. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about whoever was in there. I know that Roseanne used to take the hot yoga there, mm-hmm. but that place was a dump. Oh, it was no, not not the building itself, yeah, but the, the way bu- she had it taken care of and the work she did in there. Well, it was everything was done on the cheap. Everything was done on the quick, and you can do one or two things like that. But when you do everything like that, and then you neglect the basic maintenance of a place, then it starts to fall apart. Now. Again, I don't know this person, but I, I do know that their business went out. So financial eventually became a concern. And, you know, buying three air filters for the returns at uh, at Home Depot is 60 bucks. And if you don't have 60 bucks, then you're not going to do that. Right. So if you farm out the work to people that you know, and that's not what they do, you're going to get what you get. So, again, everything was just on the cheap. It was done by people who don't know anything about it and again i'm not very good with this stuff either but i knew better than some of the stuff that was done in there like there was a tapestry hanging on the back wall (laughs) and the way the tapestry was hung up it wasn't hung up with command strips it wasn't even hung up with tape they took a metal a piece of metal like a clothes hanger style piece of metal rammed it into the wall just jammed it into the drywall and then bent it and made a hook out of it i mean i know better than that and i'm not handy Although I, I, people have been saying over and over again that I'm not destroying that myth because I 
did the whole place. <laughs> you pretty much killed that for me. <laughs> so, did a really good job. Well, it's again, it's attention to detail, and you know, I, I have a little financial backing, so it's I was able to spend some money. I was able to go into the Home Depot and say, "What do I need versus what can I afford?" Right. And if I was living under the "What can I afford?" I'm, things probably would have been different. So I'm lucky that I'm not doing that. Well, it's not lucky. I put myself in that position. So I put myself in a position where I don't have to do that. So, yeah, I got the place all set up nice. It looks sharp. It looks crisp. Um, everything's well lit, clean, taken care of. All the- Just watching change the lights was like, oh, my God. Yeah, changing the lights was a whole different story. Um, putting the air filters in, mm-hmm. changing, cleaning off the returns, cleaning off the vents, um, washing the windows. Putting that, you fixed the, where you walk in, the entryway. That thing looked like it was about to fall down. Yeah, the thing was a disaster. It was put up with, what was it, the right term, framing wood? or I don't know. It, it didn't was, look it like was, framing wood is generally considered nice-looking wood. It yeah, didn't look too nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, that wasn't nice. It was just thrown up there. It wasn't mitered appropriately. Yeah. It wasn't mitered at all. It wasn't mitered appropriately. It wasn't mitered at all. Fired up there were drywall screws. It didn't accomplish the rustic look. The back wall, there were molly anchors in the wall. <laughs> That they just joint compounded over, lightly sanded it, which is going to show an imperfection. Then they painted it with glossy paint, which shows every imperfection. Then they hung the tapestry over by jamming the metal into the wall. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not here to beat up on the previous tenant. I'm just saying that if you did go there before, the place looks very different. Yeah. Very clean, crisp, and... You know, it is what it is. Dr. Kroll put in a lot of backbreaking effort himself, too, and I was so impressed by it. I have a new respect for you as a handyman. And I watched you do the grouting in your bathroom, too. Yeah. Although you didn't have the right tool when you started, you should have known that. But besides well, that, <laughs> it was really good. The work was great. Well, it's one of those things where you had talked before about how we kind of drifted apart. I mean, we were, we've always been in contact, but we were never, we weren't in close contact for a while. And the time we weren't in close contact was when I was working Circuit City. And I worked there for about five years delivering appliances and working in the warehouse. And that job showed me I don't want to do manual labor for a living. Right. Um, I, I remember the exact moment. It was we were delivering a, a fridge, and the delivery ticket was a side-by-side fridge. The delivery ticket said floor three on Riverside. I'm like, there's no third floors on Riverside. Oh, sure enough, the guy was building his third-story apartment in Riverside. I'm like, son of a bitch. Side-by-side fridge, doors off, every railing off, all the way up, all doors inside off. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sitting on my ass for a few years. So... Yeah, I did some manual labor and had real adult man hands, and then they became dainty again after that. Yeah, and then you got smart. You're like, fuck this. Well, you know, it's one of those things where you say, you know, I, you always say we kind of split apart, and then you went and punched things for a living, and I went and got <laughs> smart for a living. Yeah. And, well, educated for a living. And that's really not true because my path to education on the books is only six years. Mm-hmm. Your path to your, not pinnacle, but where you are now was 10 years right so whose was hard to get there's there's less of you out there i mean there's 128 pts pumped out every year from the three schools around here Ah, there's like 13 black belts now 14 maybe 15 i don't know 45 (laughs) dpts every year from ub right (laughs) so yeah what's more exclusive of a club that's very good that was another good segue but now i will talk about myself thank you very much um i'm gonna be opening integrity martial arts outside of uh well actually inside of kroll studio um, I'm going to be there Sundays for now. Um, 
I'm going to be running a whole bunch of classes. I'm going to be running a kid's game class, which is something I've wanted to do for a really long time. And now that I have my own space, I'm able to do it. Um, it's going to be a half-hour class. We're just going to play jiu-jitsu and martial arts type games. It's not like uh, a games class where we're going to come and play patty cake. We're going to actually be learning real martial arts, um, albeit in game form, as well as getting a lot of exercise in for young kids. And this is something that I believe every kid should be in. I'm going to make it very affordably priced. Um, I'll talk about pricing more at the end. But uh, that's one class I'm going to run. I'm also going to be running a, a, child, uh, a younger kids martial arts uh, class. It's going to include striking and grappling. That's going to be from ages that are too uh, too big for the games class up until they feel like they don't want to be in a kids class anymore. Then I'll also be running an adults class. Um, just pretty much for everybody. Punching, kicking, elbowing, throwing, submissions. All kinds of, all the fun stuff. Um, I'm going to be running a caveman conditioning class as well. Oh boy. So, if you want to undo all the work that Dr. Kroll has <laughs> been doing all week, making you healthy and strong, I'm going to make you strong, but then you're going to be weak when you're done. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> so, it's going to be most of the tr- traditional training that I've done, bodyweight exercises, good cardio exercise, jump rope, running, all kinds of, actually some of the Drills I've actually stole from Dr. Kroll, so there will be some healthy stuff in there as well. <laughs> um, I would have a lot of interest in doing a women's only program if I can get enough um, participation in that. Mm-hmm. And I will definitely be working with Dr. Kroll, and we're going to be doing oh, some women's self-defense seminars. Mm-hmm. Obviously, anyone that is a student of yours, I'll be given the lowest possible price to for membership. And any woman that's taking your class when we do the women's self-defense seminar will be free. And then we'll charge me like $5 for outside people just to get our name out there. And mm-hmm. I always feel like if you don't pay anything and you just come to these seminars, that you're just coming, you're not really coming to learn anything. You're just coming to have a good time or make fun of the gyms because I know some ladies that are probably going to listen to this podcast that do that, that exact same thing. They go to these seminars and just goof around and have a good time. I'm not really interested in goofing around. I kind of want to show what martial arts is about, why you should train, and how training maybe once a week or once a month or or even once every couple months is better than not training at all. You know, I've worked with enough people in the past that they, they, they know I do martial arts. Cause I, I, I talk about it pretty frequently, and I'm no expert by any means. I'm competent, but I'm no expert. And, you know, they always want me to show them something. And I always say, look, if... My belief, and I think you're, you share this belief as well to some degree, if you're doing martial arts, do it for real. If you just want to play around, then go to some place that's going to let you play around. Go to but, Jindo. It's right down the road. Yeah, go, go wherever that's going to let you play around and goof off. But I think you should learn it for real because the expectation, the implied expectation of martial arts is that it should be applicable to some sort of combative situation. So, yeah, if, if you just want to go play around and do garbage then when it comes time to use it it's not going to work for you and i I don't ever want someone to come in and be like oh you know i got attacked and i didn't know what to do well exactly i'm a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu and there's a big need for jiu-jitsu in niagara falls and i left jiu-jitsu out of the name intentionally because i don't want it to be about just jiu-jitsu i'm here one day a week and i really want to make sure that people get a good feel for martial arts i want to have the discipline involved in it the integrity involved in it, and that's where the name came from, Integrity Martial Arts. Mm-hmm. It's not about a money grab 
Although I would be more than happy to grab any money you would like to give me extra besides for membership because I could use it. But it's about learning martial arts and about sharing something that Dr. Crow shared with me when I was a really young kid. And it's going to be affordable. I'm not like one of the Taekwondo studios that's trying to lock you up into a 22-year black belt contract and have you train from the time you're 8 to 22. I don't care how often you train with me, but I do want you to train. And I'm going to do my best to give you affordable training. And it's a great opportunity for someone that can't afford to go to martial arts school every week. And I promise you, one day with me is probably better than a month that you're going to get at any kind of karate studio. I almost guarantee that 100%. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I think I was really fortunate about and one thing, one of the reasons we gravitated towards each other and stayed is because we both had a belief that if we're going to learn something, let's learn it for real. So when I, I took martial arts, I started with Ishinru Karate at Bill Adams' place, and I was one of the people who would stick around afterwards, and we'd close the doors and beat each other up and find out what worked and what didn't for us. I wanted to know that, okay, this would at least work. And, you know, we, when we would train back way back in the day when we were teenagers, we would <laughs> train to see what worked. You know, we would train hard. I mean, I remember the, the woman two doors down from my mom. <laughs> calling her on the phone and it was in the early 90s and saying oh my god your son's in a fight in the driveway and she goes oh no they're just training yeah and we wanted to see what worked and what didn't and we hurt each other a whole bunch of times and but we also figured out okay this is garbage for me and this is really good for me so yeah it's it's you don't want that garbage and like you said that one day with you working on the real side is going to be better than five days doing garbage, honestly. Yeah, and there's a lot of garbage out in the martial arts. Even um, I was watching videos of a guy in a black belt posting jiu-jitsu videos that he's teaching to all these kids and grown adults, and the, the material in there is not going to work, and there's no way it could possibly work. Even I'm surprised it even worked with a guy falling over <laughs> because he's actually taking him the wrong way across his body. Everything I show you will work. But the, the stark reality is if you're a 105-pound girl, you're going to have to train a lot to be able to beat someone that's 356 pounds. And if you want to train more than I can give you, I'm hooked up with Western New York MMA. So if you're looking to get an intro even into martial arts and see what it's all about, come with me. And if you're interested in doing it, I'm not going to try and keep you to myself. I'm going to send you to where you need to go to get better as well. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing with the clinical practice. I had a person who I identified as a a problem that is it within a PT scope of practice to treat? Sure. But I said, you know what? Here's a much better person. She went and saw this better person. One visit later, she was all cleared up and it's all good to go. And that, and that person's now always going to trust me to have her back. And the same thing with you. If you're like, look, I'm only working Sundays and maybe a Friday night here and there. If you want to train four days a week, here's the place to go. And they'll, they'll know that you always had their back. Speaking of Friday nights, I'm also going to try and do some couples training where we have couples train together. And uh, I'm not sure how well it's going to do on Sundays. So hopefully it takes off. If not, um, I'm going to do that as scheduled. So it's not going to be something on a regular schedule. We will have to schedule it. But uh, if it doesn't, I'm really thinking about doing that on Friday nights. So we have a good, healthy, good, healthy date life. I know, especially with Twitter and, and uh, Tinder. And grind. I don't care. I'm not offended. If you want to be on Grinder and you want someplace safe to come train while you're meeting someone, <laughs> nothing fishy is going to go on at my place for sure. The name is Integrity. But if you need somewhere safe to meet somebody, and you know, there's nothing better than getting some hands-on training to see what a person's really like. The real, true nature then comes out. 
Yeah, absolutely. You find out what a person's about when you start whacking each other a few times. Right. And I promise you'll be a safe environment too. So if you're worried about anything like that, you're in, you're going to be in a safer place. And then you can all go to Woodcock Brewery afterwards. It's right. open five minutes down the street. Mm-hmm. And I have 911 on speed dial if things got out of control. There you go. Put you to sleep and call the police. Eric <laughs> Herbert is in that district. There you go. <laughs> Full <of> Herbert. <laughs> not, not if he wins, though. He'll be done. I think he's still going to be a policeman if he wins. I'm oh, pretty okay. sure. That's cool. Good brand. I don't know. He's having a baby. Do you see that? Is it well, another baby? Nice. Yeah. Congratulations, Tyler Herbert. Now he's got another one away. Yeah. He had the easy job. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So I'm going to be doing my grand opening the day after Lee. I'll just be doing mini classes. I'm kind of actually stole the idea from him. I was just going to have like a meet and greet, but I think I'm going to actually do mini classes and I'll do sign ups and. We'll go from there. Yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be exciting. And one of the things that, you know, the, the reason I brought Professor Jeff in is not just because, hey, he's going to pay rent to be there on Sundays. It's I think we should be cross-promoting. And one of the things I like to do is I like to kind of clear people first for activity and put them through a movement screening. So one of the things I would like to do over time is as you bring people in, send them to me for a movement screen. Let's say, okay, let's clean up these things. And then that what that's going to give your students is a better platform to learn the jujitsu you're trying to teach them. For sure. And I've done the movement screen with Dr. Crow a lot. And every time we start a fight camp, we actually go through the movement screen and be like, well, this is worse. Why is this worse? Or this is better. We should really start working on this. And it gives me a good idea of what skills training I can do and what I should try and avoid. Especially when uh, you're like, oh, don't squat right now. <laughs> don't do any with squats. And uh, it really helped me, and I was able. Actually, I did single leg deadlifts, and I did deadlifting, and I did the the push sled that you hate, but mm-hmm. you're like, do the push sled instead. Get your posture right before you squat weight, and uh, it really helped me that camp. Yeah, you're you're the only person that's ever sold me on a good functional reason for you to do the seated leg press. Yeah. Like, okay, all right, if it works for you, and you have to do it. Then okay. yeah, this is a it's a function functional movement in MMA for sure. Right for you, for you it is for almost everybody else. And nope. Yeah, when you got your back up against the cage, you want to push them off you, man. It's that exact same there motion. You go. <laughs> Very good. No one else should be using the push sled. Well, not no one else, but th- there's better things to do. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, check out, uh, so check out performance rehabilitation training and learn the right way to lift weights with your body. Yeah, right way to do activity first and then exercise as your supplement. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Got anything else? I think we're good. The websites are going to be up. The Facebook pages are already up. So shout out to Brett Gill, who's been taking care of our website stuff for us. He's been putting up with all of our nonsense and telling us, get your hosting, and then we don't get our hosting, and <laughs> get your domain, and then we were like, oh, yeah, we'll get our domain, and then we yeah. don't. <laughs> I got it, though. I was one step ahead of Kroll. I know. You're, you were a day ahead of me on that one. I know. Man. Got to get him some pictures, too, so we're working on pictures. Brett's been an awesome guy. Hopefully, he comes and trains. I'll be doing the same thing as you as well. One last thing. I'll be doing privates, too, mm-hmm. so if anyone is looking for private, you can come find me there. Of uh, very reasonable rates. That'll be something that you need to be needs to be scheduled as well. Right. And I should have scheduling right on my website. Cool. Yeah, Square go. does the squ- scheduling too. Yeah, I mean, you were mentioning that. Yeah, I just signed up for it, but I couldn't sign sign up for it. Got to got to have your EIN in your head. Yes. All right, and fully insured. Fully insured. Yep, absolutely. I got everything all taken care of we're on my end. Fully insured. Well, I'm not fully insured yet, but I will be fully insured on the 19th because it doesn't start till then. So go. I can't throw anyone until that day. Nope. Very good. <laughs> All right. 
And anything else? Nope, I think we're ready. All right, we're out here. May 18th. May 19th. Two days in a row. And remember, if you check out Dr. Crow, I'll be hanging out there for the second half. Be there from 1 to 3. Yep, so I'm learning from 9 to 11, 11 to 1, and then 1 to 3. Mm-hmm. And there will be many classes being done and giveaways at the end of each block. Sounds good. I'll be giving away a couple free memberships, so make sure you're there at the last block. Be there at 3 o'clock. Caveman's handing out two free memberships. Very good. All right, and we're out. Only one edit, not too bad. There you go. Well, the beginning edit, too. <laughs>